Uh, crying music is for the fall, and that is a fact of life. Hello and welcome to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Ivy. I'm also here. <laughs> That's not your name. <laughs> I'm Matt. <clears throat> and Ray is going to practice her scales and her arpeggios. Plunk. It's time to start climbing on things and being a nuisance. Was it you that sent me that video with the cat on the piano? Yeah, he was like jumping up and down and couldn't figure out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ray did good. that for a while on that. Like every time she would jump on it, it would make a noise. It'd scare her. Well, that is uh, unfamiliar territory. Well, Ivy, would you like to tell the people what the show is? Hey, it's Sleeping Situation. This is a podcast, and you're listening to it in your ears. Uh, It's a show where we, who are a couple who lives together with our kitty, uh, talk about our lives and uh, recommend stuff to you. We're going to review an album, and then we're going to play a fun little game. And probably talk about a bunch of random stuff at at, uh, at, uh, the same time. Got ahead of myself. (laughs) Got scared. I didn't know where the end of my sentence was going. I become the Michael Scott where he's like, don't ever, under any circumstances, ever, even if you think it's okay, don't ever do anything anything to to anyone ever. (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, Well, Ivy, would you like to tell the people what's uh, going on this week? Well, we've made a purchase. It's a house. Congratulations, it's a house. Um, Knocking on wood, we have our inspection this Friday, so barring any active volcanoes or large colonies of possums or... uh, Now, how many possums are we talking there? Deathly fungus. Deathly fungus. (laughs) Those are the three things that I expect to go wrong. Not deadly, not to be confused with... The more popular deadly fungus. No, it's rare, because that's what we would get. The deathly fungus. It's Harry Potter and the deathly fungus. (laughs) Uh, As long as nothing terribly bad happens on Friday and we don't find out that the house is uh, imaginary or made of polymascot fomalate or... Anything like that, I'm terrified. But anywho, uh, yeah, we we bought a house to live in. New, all all new for podcast us. studio. Yay! N- new house. house for our cat. <laughs> Hooray! Um, it's very nice. It has an enclosed porch breezeway thing. It has three whole bedrooms. It has a magic side room off the stairs. See, remember when we didn't get that one house that had the magic room off the stairs? I do remember. That room was slightly better. Wow. Because it was up stairs. Wow. It was like up in the air, and also there was no landing to the door. Yeah, I'm aware, but we did get you a magical room off the stairs. You did. And a basement that you don't hit your head in unless you jump. How am I supposed to practice my rock star moves? Uh, outside, because we have a yard, and a deck, and a garage, and an attic. There's a panther mauling an impala on my deck. 
Yep, Chuck Testa. <laughs> uh, they yes. say, um, isn't there a real estate agent around here that's Testa? I, the cat is having a time. Uh, maybe. There's some, I think there's, because I remember... It's like Phil Testa I remember seeing yeah. the signs, and every time I see it, I just go, nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's nope, not yep. Yeah. Nope, that's Chuck Testa. Um, yes, house. We have one. I don't know what else to say because we can't go to it yet. <laughs> yeah, Ivy's, uh, Ivy said, are you excited? And I was like, not really. We can't, I can't go there. But it's, it's going to be ours. Ivy, they're they're I, taking our money. I bought you a new car and you can't drive it until December. I don't need a new car. I bought one last year. Uh, it's not December. We can't go until November. But, uh... We will have a place that is all for us and the kitty. Many windows for her to sit in and scream at the burbs. That big window in the off of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's going to be the place. It's a, there's a big window um, out. There's a little breakfast nook. And there's a window directly above that that kind of looks out into the backyard. And uh, that's going to be Ray's new favorite place, I think. Yeah, I can see her enjoying that one. Or even, you know what we ought to do? There's that little window in the attic. If, like, there's a there's an attic in it that has a wood floor in it, but none of the walls are finished. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want her up there. No, I would Just because of the stuff. Um, there's too much stuff up there. I would like to put walls in there at some point. I think that yeah, would be Yeah, maybe cool. someday. But the one, there's a window, like, at the floor. Yeah. It's really weird. It's, like, a really low window. That would be a good window for the cat. Yeah, because it's, like, as high as they can put the window without it being, like, on the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, it's like unfinished and like not gross, but like unfinished. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want her up there. I really like it up there. Maybe someday it has that weird insulation that I don't understand. Yeah, that's very odd. Um, <laughs> we just got to put a wall there. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, I have a feeling that when we put walls in there, it's going to make it feel really small. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I thought actually might be cool is uh, instead of putting walls up, putting, like, another floor over top. Mm. So that leaves those open if we want to store stuff back there. Yeah. We're talking about house stuff. We haven't even moved in yet. This is really exciting We won't be able to uh, afford this probably for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, But maybe. Sometime. We'll figure it out. I am most excited that I can get a full-size Christmas tree. I am not excited for that. I don't care. I'm getting one. <laughs> I I figured you wouldn't. And you're going to help me put lights on the outside? Absolutely not. Yes, because I'm scared of ladders. I You say that like I'm also not scared of ladders. <laughs> well, then I'll become unscared of ladders, but you have to help me. What counter offer? Let's not do Christmas lights. Let's do Christmas light. One really big old honking, like, Edison bulb-looking guy. <laughs> How? That doesn't make any sense. Not one bit. I don't understand you. Okay, we'll get two of them. Okay, deal. Uh, yes. So I'm sure there will be many fun updates to come with that. It won't change the podcast much, because you won't know any different. I mean, it might change 
like the sound slightly? I mean, it probably will. Sure. But would you ever notice if we never pointed it out? Probably not. Nah. I'm I'm also excited to have a music space that I can have all my junk and uh, leave wires laying over all over the place all the time and be loud and not feel bad about it. Well, in that case, what? I will look away. Just don't go down in the basement. Not if we're going to record the podcast down there. This is true. I'll put a I'll put a curtain up between that half of the basement <laughs> and the laundry room. Maybe. <laughs> All right, what else is going on? Um, nothing. I went and visited my friend Tabby over the weekend. Uh, her dad has a camper at a campsite, and we were hanging out there. And while we were there, Tabby's fiancé and his friend also bought one of the campers. So now they're going to have one, and we're going to be able to party all the time. Woohoo! Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen her, like, all year. And uh, she was going to be around, so I drove down, because it's much closer when she's visiting. And uh, we got some pizza... We uh, played with her dogs. We walked around. They bought a camper. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nice hangout time. Then I went and saw my parents before I came home. And uh, the other... Uh, it's been a while since I made a uh, one that big. I've had like 0.5 of a glass of wine. And apparently that's enough. I mean, the way that you even said that, I've had 0.5 of a glass of wine. It's been a long, strange day for me. Are you measuring that in metric? <clears throat> yes. All right, please continue. Um, I was going to uh, give myself a pat on the back because I posted my Yuri on Ice uh, embroidery, and it got over 200 likes on Instagram. Wow. And I was like, wow, I'm famous. No one ever talked to me again. I'm too famous for you. And uh, so that was kind of cool. I've never gotten that many likes on anything. Like, granted, I use some hashtags and stuff. Like, it's not just, like, only people I know. Yeah. But uh, I was just uh, very happy with that. It made me feel special and like I did a good job. And that's probably my favorite one I've done. I am very happy with it. So uh, it was nice that people liked it. Um, what you been up to? Uh, I mean, we got a house, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I remember to plug this at the top of the podcast this time, is that, uh, my new instrumental EP, Best of Little Ditties Volume 6, is now available on my Bandcamp page, which I totally forgot to mention last time. It's mattwarner.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can find all of the little ditties there. I think that Volume 6 is the best one, but it's also the newest, so maybe that's why I think that. Um, but I'm, I'm real happy with this one, and you should listen to it. Uh, of course, the um, preceding like three of them that I finished are some of the most happy I've ever been with Little Ditties, and, and now they're not on the record. They'll be on the next one. They'll be on the next one. I already have plans for the next one. <clears throat> uh, tentatively, you didn't hear this from me, but it's going to be Best of Little Ditties Volume 7 and 8, and I'm going to make it a uh, an LP. Very cool. Of a, 
an EP. That's the plan. Uh, what might probably happen is that I get antsy and just put it out at 25 minutes or whatever. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the My band, the Acronauts, went back into the studio this week at Akron Recording Company, put some uh, finishing touches on some mixes. Uh, hopefully we'll have some tunes out here pretty soon, like... Um, we uh, cleaned out my closet uh, a bit. Oh, yeah. And it helped mostly. We didn't even get to, like, all of my shirts. But everything else we cleaned out, that was pretty good. It's going to be a good excuse to clean out, like, everything when we're moving. Because yeah. you, uh, you don't want to move anything you don't want. So yeah. That will be uh, a time. I got to get rid of some guitars, I think. I'm not against that. You have to help me, though. Okay. I don't have enough willpower on my own. <laughs> I will uh, hoist you up onto my shoulders and scream at the top of my lungs that you can do it. Um, it's mostly pedals. I just want to get rid of some of those, too. Well, those aren't um, guitars. That's different. Well, I know. <laughs> but it's, I'd also need to get rid of some of those. You got a whole shelf full. Yes, I do. Uh, da, 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 da. I watched the first half of the first Mad Max movie the other night, and I didn't like it that much. Am I am I missing something? Is that a Nichols Cage? Mel Gibson. Oh, they're the same sometimes in my head. Uh, go on. That's that was the end of that thought. I just, I guess, listeners, tell me, am I wrong? Is that a good movie? You didn't like Fury Road anyway. I didn't really like it. I like that a lot. Actually, I think here's the thing. Uh, any sort of post-apocalyptic kind of uh, like culty uh what's uh what's the word that i'm looking for dystopian kind mm -hmm. of stuff i just really hate the aesthetic that comes with that it's always very like a step away from steampunk like not as cool yes <laughs> yes i get that that's it it's like bad steampunk mixed with tim burton and i don't like it <laughs> um, so maybe that's part of my problem, and I think that was part of my problem with the that new one. Yeah, is that it's just so over the top all the time. Yeah, it pretty much is. That it's not terribly believable. That's fair. Like even as a kind of a fantasy movie, mm -hmm. um, it's just a bit of a hard sell for me. Uh, I messed up my arm real bad. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I can't pick up anything. Maybe we need to take you over, to the chiropractor. Over level. I'm going to say we need to take you to the chiropractor. But, I've heard you know. mixed things about chiropractors, you know. Well, at least maybe we need to take you to the doctor. Doctor, sure. Um, but I, don't, I feel like they're just going to refer you to a chiropractor, so I really don't know. Well, that's fine. Uh, it seems just, like that's the, uh, the type of issue. Well, it's just, like, I've heard of chiropractors making things worse. And I've also mm -hmm. heard that it's not really, like, a medicine Oh. Like, it's a step away from, like, you know, old wives' tale witch doctor stuff, I think. Oh. I don't know. I just know that, like, my it's mom like goes every once in a while. Acupuncture. I actually People think have that to go acupuncture is... No, that's, like, a legit... Yeah, there's, like, a scientific reason for mm -hmm. doing that. Would you get acupuncture? Maybe. I have to think about it. 
I think I could probably do it if it was like in my back where I can't see what they're doing. Yeah. I would not be able to see it. Um, also not in my face. I've, I've talked to people who have done it and they say it's pretty amazing. If I ever so, needed to. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't just like go and do it, but if they were like, this will help something that is wrong with you, I would be like, cool, yeah. let's do it. Um, episode 150 is two weeks away. Oh, nuts. Uh, we got to do something special. And we're not going to be in the house by then, so it's not we can't do that. Yeah. Um, no uh, No house party. Yep. Um, so, if you, the listeners, have any ideas or suggestions that might make a fun 150th episode celebration bonanza, uh, shoot us a line and we'll... Uh, Send me a postcard, drop me a line. Yep. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, I think that's about what's going on this week. What's going on? What's going on? Um, do we want to do questions before everyone's favorite segment? I don't know. Let's do it. All right. We got some questions this week. Uh, we love it when our listeners and friends and family send us questions to answer on the podcast. Uh, we asked on Instagram. We also got some emails. And uh, here's what we got in, in the mailbag, so they say. Um, Abby asked... Fall essential music or whatever. What is your fall essential music? When you think of fall, what music? Mmm. This is interesting. Because I definitely have summer music. Yeah. Fall music, on the other hand. Uh, I'm going to go Crosby, Stills, and Nash. That's good. Extend to Neil Young. Mm-hmm. In addition and also in general. Uh, mid to late era Beatles. Okay. I would say is good fall music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abbey Road especially, I think, has a very fallish vibe to it. Um, let me think, what else? Pink Floyd. Mid era Pink Floyd stuff. Um... Alabama Shakes is a little fall, folly. I could hear that. Uh, Radiohead is also kind of fall. Uh, you Anything know? moody, you know? Yes. That's the thing. Yeah, the moodier it's stuff. It's got to be moody. Uh, Beach Boys is not fall music. No, that's summer music. Um, I think a lot of what it is is when I first discover a band. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I always associate it with that time of year. That makes sense. Fall is my time for uh, my hipster bullshit. Uh, the Neighborhood is probably top of the list. Sweater Weather by The Neighborhood is like my number one fall song. Uh, 1975, uh, Two Door Cinema Club kind of stuff. Um, it's a good time for like Portugal the Man, Grizzly Bear, MGMT. Grizzly Bear! Yeah, that's a good point. Like, any sort of slightly off-kilter indie stuff yeah. is, is definitely a good... The good Decemberists, <clears throat> despite the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's another band? I just... Uh, Wilco is good fall. Is a good fall band. I could see Band of Horses being good. I have never been a terrible fan 
of Band of Horses. I like some of their songs. Um, oh, I'm forgetting this band. Code Line would be good. Kind of uh, indie folky stuff. Mm-hmm. Topical. Topical. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think I think that's mostly it. I'm trying to think what else like. Uh, you know what? Fall coming into winter. Winter is good jazz time. Yeah. Ray has uh, smacked a guitar pick onto the Wurlitzer and is now attempting to get it while uh, playing a note here or there. So please excuse. Please excuse our mess. Um, so that I think that does it for fall music. Thank you, Abby. Uh, we also got an email from, I believe, my father uh that asks what are your favorite claymation shows or uh movies or whatever uh wallace and gromit wallace and gromit definitely is uh is nightmare before christmas count that's claymation right it's stop motion for sure but i think it's clay you know i at don't least partially know. yeah it's definitely partially clay at least partially uh i just watched that the other night <clears throat> it's wonderful um chicken run is also great yes um I've seen a Gumby here or there. It's fine. Um, what else is there? Requiem for Tuesday. Uh, Mr. Meaty. There's um, there's not a lot of claymation stuff, I think, in general, right? Not a ton. Is Mary and Max claymation? I don't know. I've never seen it. I've seen it. I saw it one time, and that was enough times. Yeah, I've been uh, avoiding it. Um, um, someday I will be in the right place to watch it and cry. I, it's just, uh, trying to think if there's is, any other. It's, it's pretty clay, clay E. Yeah, it is. Cause sometimes it's like stop motion and claymation are like close, but not necessarily the same. Right. Definitely Wallace and Gromit is like number one. Oh yeah. Those shorts are so good. I um, think s- maybe still. The only uh, unanimous ten we've ever given to anything. Didn't uh, didn't Courtney Barnett get a ten? Didn't tell me how you really feel. Get a ten. I don't think I gave it a ten. Really? I think I might have given it like a nine. Mm, I don't remember then. Maybe. Um, indeed. Also, my dad said. Well, the email came from my mom's account, but I have a feeling my dad sent this. One of my parents said. Uh, <laughs> Commenting on my Bing Crosby impression from, I believe, the last episode. Uh, I think your Bing Crosby sounds more like Hank the Propane Salesman. And I just wanted to read that aloud for people uh, because I thought it was funny. Let me know. uh, Tweet me or something. Does my Bing Crosby sound like Hank Hill? Thank you. Uh, Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. It's Things of the Week. Boop. You threw off my groove. Bop. I hate you. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my things of the week. Uh, Royal Blood has a new single out. Ooh. I like it. Ooh. It's real different. And uh, it's, they went slight, uh, I just like. <laughs> we can't talk like, tonight. I just like hit my teeth. Yes, that hurts way. so bad. Yeah, that was not Or fun. like, 
sometimes it hurts. Other times it just feels like this is wrong. Everything is terrible. My life is over. That's how I feel. Yeah. Um, they went slightly less hard rock and slightly more like dance rock. Ooh. It's pretty hip. Uh, very polarizing from, from what I've been seeing. Anytime uh, any band does something different, it's like yeah, people have to fight. I really like it. People are just not happy. Oh. Uh, lots of people are like, I'm super excited for this. Like, And uh, most of the people are like, wow, this is really different. I'm really excited to see what the new album is, which is the correct response. Yeah. Like, listen to the album before you're like, yeah, this band sucks. Anyhow. Uh, I went back and listened to the first Meters album, also a good fall album. Uh, a plus uh, a classic kind of jazzy funk album. Anytime you say the meters, my brain thinks the Oneaters. <laughs> yeah, doing that thing you do. Uh, I'll get here. I'll give you a couple uh, a couple good um, fall jazz wrecks. Here's these are. I mean, these are like classics though. You got You got to do kind of blue. You have to. Is that a Miles? That is Miles. Uh, and uh, Mingus Aam uh, have been uh, have been on the constant rotation lately. Uh, any of the Herbie Hancock. Early his early stuff is great. Uh, really, any of the Miles, like uh, kind of mid period pre electric stuff, is good fall jazz weather. Fall jazz music, fall weather <laughs> jazz music. Uh, let's see. I was listening to some soul coughing today. They're pretty hip. And Who? I'm, soul coughing. Coughing. Yeah. Coughing. Uh, I didn't know if you were saying like coffin or coughing. Coughing. Oh. I uh, I think I played for some for you one time and you hated it. Oh, but uh, maybe I can try again. Mm. Uh, I've been on a slight. Well, I've been on a radio hit kick, uh, and then I have been trying to sneak in some albums at work because normally we just have on like the playlist or like a radio spotify radio and i'm like no we have the technology to listen to albums and i'm the only one that seems to think that's a good idea um because i listen to music i I don't know yeah but when you're like if you are a patron at a place sometimes having like a mix is good because if you don't like what is playing and then just more of it plays you're going to be like but if it's a playlist with more variety i don't care about those people well that's all i'm saying Anytime I've ever been in a situation like that and it goes to the next song and it's the same artist, I'm like, oh, they're playing the whole record. That's cool. I always think that's cool if they're just playing it. Whatever. Whatever. Um, But I put on Who's Next this morning and that's a great record. Uh, The Who? The Who. Uh, Also, uh, Devil in Disguise by Elvis Presley is a banger. (laughs) <laughs> that guitar solo rips. Uh, I learned that one on guitar, and then I learned uh, a little less conversation, which is uh, probably Elvis's greatest jam. Like it just yeah, jams. It does jam. Uh, How Blaine killing it on the drums there. Um, we uh, it is fall time, which means flannel shirts are back, and it also means flannel sheets are back, and I am happy. Um, I have this fun little thing, and I think I've talked about it before. It's called the Maximal Drone Synth by Michael Rucci. Uh, He builds these little wacky synthesizers. And uh, it's kind of a weird thing, Uh, but it's 
been the perfect right thing, like, for two of my songs now. Hmm. Like, it's a fun thing to just kind of goof around with, but there's sometimes where I'm like, it needs a thing. And it's been that thing, like, twice now, which is really fun. That thing you do? That thing you do. I bought a new pedal this week, or last week. Uh, it's the Boss Space Echo. I don't think I talked about it last time. I don't think so. Uh, the Roland Space Echo is maybe my favorite piece of musical gear, like non-instrument gear, maybe ever. Uh, but they're extremely expensive, so I can't afford one. Uh, but I got the Boss copy, and it's pretty fun. And uh, I will continue to plug until everyone hates me. The Crash and Ride podcast is my mm-hmm. favorite podcast. It's pretty much the only other podcast I've been listening to. Um, and uh, if you are a musician or a person who has uh, dealt with any sort of uh, mental illness type things, uh, this is you will enjoy it. Um, I think especially for musicians, it's just it's one of those because it's very music centric and you get all these really great stories about stuff. Uh, everyone should go listen to that. And that's my things of the week. Bop. Bop. This week, my things of the week include uh, what I've been listening to is the Goofy Movie soundtrack and also the Smiths. Uh, the Smiths, great fall band. Yes. That's why I'm in the mood. <laughs> uh, crying music is for the fall, and that is a fact of life. Um, I got new headphone pads. Uh, I don't know if we had mentioned, but the, the headphones that I use for the podcast were leaving flaky crumbs of you know, vinyl or whatever it is from the headphone pads all over my head. I'm sure we mentioned that a lot Uh, of times, but... But the new ones that we ordered from China or somewhere finally came. So thank you to Matthew for getting me new headphone pads. They cost like $6. Yeah. They took like two months to get here. Yes, they did. But that's... So so it goes. Uh, They're white, which is fancy to me. It does look nice. I thought it would be cool. And they are very comfortable. I was worried they would be very stiff yeah. But uh, they're actually super comfy. So. The ones the ones you got me are just now starting to, like, break, break in a in. bit, I think. Yeah, I thought these ones would be stiffer, but they're actually super soft. Um, we ate at Papa Euro's the other day, and it was really good food. Probably a little bit pricey for what it was. Yes. Like, the more I think about it, because you said that, and I was like, eh. But, like, the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it was kind of expensive. I mean, it's like 10 bucks a person. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can get fancier stuff there and, like, sit well, down sure. and eat. So, like, it's not as, like... I would rather go to somewhere more like Pita Pit that's like quick and go and whatever. I but love the Pita Pit. Our Pita Pit shut down. Yep. We only got to go there like one time, maybe yep. twice. Is there one um, in the falls? Mm, I bet somewhere. Uh, so anyway, Euros are good. Uh, I got the chicken Euro. You got the uh, regular. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tasty, how were the onion rings? Uh, they were good. I um, I put them... I I. I I got onion rings with mine, but then my euro was, like, very large. Um, according to this, there's one on East Market Street. Um, so I didn't em- end up eating the onion rings because the, the pita itself was very large and mm-hmm. very filling, so I put them in the fridge, and then I, I cooked, I re- we, Ivy recooked them for me in the... Um, the air fryer, and they got a little who done. Yeah, I didn't know how long to put them um, for. So they were fine. I, I think they would have been better if I would have eaten them right then. Yeah. Their but, fries were, like, very okay. Yeah, that's what they I would were, like, say not for that the great fries. Rice. So, uh, you know, it was a good euro, though. The euro was really good. It and was. it was enough to end up, like, actually making two of them. 
I bought more shells yes. so that we could put our leftovers like in pitas and eat them. Um, I still might prefer the uh, the mystery subs. I've never had that Euro. This really good. Maybe I'll get it one time. Um, when I went to see Tabby, she uh, brought a wine, and it was called Rodeo Red from the wine from the winery at now. We're from Ohio, so. What I'm looking at is Versailles, is how you say it. But I'm pretty sure you say Versailles in Ohio, which I hate. Um, But the winery at Versailles, Versailles, whatever it is. uh, It's a sweet red wine, which I don't usually drink a lot of reds, but this one was very sweet. Um, Very tasty. I would, uh, I'm jonesing for another bottle, that's what I'll say. And uh, I got a white hot chocolate at Sheets the other night. And uh, I drank it too late at night and it messed up my tummy, but it was very delicious their little like coffee counter there you just like type in on a little screen what you want somebody makes it for you and it is uh makes me feel like i'm in the future because i ordered from a screen uh so besides the novelty of that it was a very tasty hot chocolate i think i just drank it at the wrong time of day and also i had only eaten pizza that day because i had leftover pizza for lunch and then had pizza uh at the campsite so other than that it was delicious things of the week we ought to try uh, bop that uh, High Hope Brewing Place, I got mm-hmm. that that cider down there. Yeah, it was real good. We ought to see if we can get like a bottle of it or something. I'd, I I, I, wonder I would imagine like they would sell it, but I don't I know would for imagine. sure. You would. I think you would like that one. I mean, I like cider because you like ciders. I don't generally like ciders, and I like that one. Well, I'll probably really like it then. We should try to get that. Good. How about we move on to the situation review? Yes. Oh, is it going? Um, (laughs) Yeah, this week we are reviewing the new album Shore, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. By uh, Fleet Foxes, well-beloved indie bullshit band. (laughs) I I disagree. I don't don't think they're an indie bullshit band. I think they're a great (laughs) indie band. (laughs) They, uh, They do kind of a cool, folky thing. Before Munford and Sons made it lame. Yeah, but Fleet Foxes doesn't kill you with a banjo. This is true. They don't turn you don't turn on Fleet Foxes and immediately be hit over the head with a banjo. There's occasional banjo. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's tasteful banjo. Yeah, it's different. All right. Um, so this is uh, the fourth LP from Fleet Foxes. Uh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, the last one came out in 2017. Oh, okay. So that's we reviewed that too, didn't we? Yes, we did. Now that I think about it, but then before that, it had been a while. Yes. Okay. Um, I, we liked the last one, right? Yes. Okay. I think I had mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. it. It sounded really good, but I thought it was kind of boring. I think I remember that. Um, but, uh, I feel like Fleet Foxes have made a pretty big dent in the music kind of world. Yeah. Um, they've only, their first album came out in 2008, which is not as long ago as I would have thought it would mm-hmm. have been. Um, that is a good album. Yes. So uh, overall, what did you think of Shore? I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably, definitely my favorite album since the self-titled album. Yeah. Um, I I think Fleet Foxes also falls into the uh, Is This It uh, uh, <laughs> conundrum, uh, where every album after that, I'm like, it's not as I like the first one better. Um, but this one is really great. Uh, I like that it still feels very much like the band, but it 
I feel like there's some slightly more, I don't want to say radio-friendly songs on this, um, but they feel way more kind of indie rock. Like, there's a few that are more, like, kind of, they have that indie thing and less of a folk thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I agree. Okay. What did you think? I said overall it's, like, super easy to listen to, which I don't always find their music is. Um, And I think that was a nice, at least for me, a nice change of pace. Um, But it's still that very, like, aesthetic folk, like, very moody and, like, evokes an image in your brain that sort of is what they're known for, Mm -hmm. I think. Like, when you listen to, like, certain songs on the first one, it sounds like you're in a forest in the mountains. Like, that's what it sounds like. And this one very much sounds like like a cloudy day at the beach. Mm -hmm. And so I think they, like... They very much, like, set the tone and, like, set the scene. And then they sort of, like, carry it throughout the album. I think that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what things in particular do you like about it? Uh, one thing that I think that is really consistently great through all of their albums is the production. Mm-hmm. Like, all of their albums just sound gorgeous. I mean, they're just huge and full and deep. Um, I said very lush sounding. Yeah. Uh, even through the first one. Um, the first one is definitely more that folky kind of side. Um, uh, the last one that I thought was way more mountaintoppy, and I mm-hmm. think that's why I didn't like about it so much. Um, but this one has that big full production, but it also doesn't have anything that seems unnecessary, which I think is kind of an inter- interesting point to make. That I think one of the things that I don't like about a lot of pop, modern pop music. There's a lot of, like, extraneous noise and weirdness Mm -hmm. in it. Um, And I think this one, everything sort of has its purpose and everything has a place. Uh, But it sounds really good and really full, but it doesn't sound intrusive or out of place. Like, I guess as far as the instrumentation goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their harmonies are always just absolutely spot on. Yeah. I can't even tell how many voices there are. That's how good they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I th- I mean, there's some stuff that I know is four-part harmony. Like are there it, four people in the band? I have no idea. I'm not sure. I ass- I do not know who is in Fleet Foxes. I assume that there's like 50 people in the Fleet, <laughs> Fleet Foxes. Um, I've just, all the harmonies sound great. And, and just the way that they do them, too, I think sounds really unique to that band. Um, the... Uh, Another thing that I like that they do a lot is that the interactions between the instruments, I think they play off of each other really well, especially the guitar parts, because mm-hmm. uh, there's usually at least two or three guitar parts happening. Um, but they're all really unique in their own thing, but they don't step on each other's toes at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of interact really well. I love the horns in this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember there being a horn section in yeah. any other Fleet Foxes stuff, and I'm all about it. Uh, like, you could just... I could see this band on stage at, like, uh, the Newport with, like, a five-piece horn section off to the side. How cool would that be? Yeah. It would be great. Uh, I do really like that they went slightly less folky with this one uh, and slightly more kind of that indie rock thing. Um, Mm. There's some more kind of upbeat, I don't want to say danceable tunes. A little bit. But they have a little more of that kind of hop to them. Yeah. and it's it's not to say that the old songs don't do that, but they're definitely more laid back. Yeah. Um, but I think 
one of the things that this album does best is it sounds different. Um, certainly than the last one, certainly than the first one, but it doesn't not sound like Fleet Foxes. Like, I think it has a really logical progression of the sound, and they, they're doing different things. They added the horns, and there's heavier drums on this. Uh, there's the hookier, uh, hookier songs. There's some weird, like, kind of odd piano things happening and some, mm. like, weird guitar stuff happening. But it doesn't feel alienating. It still feels like if you love the sort of first two or three records from Fleet Foxes, you're really going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because they, they went that direction, which is some, is kind of where I'm more in my ballpark. Mm-hmm. But it still has that same... It's just less folky and more rocky, but it doesn't. It's not any less Fleet Foxes. Yes, uh, and that's one. Of, that's one of the things that I, I think, uh, this album does the does the best. It really advances the sound. Um, but yeah, I, I said it, it doesn't alienate any of the older fans, which I think is really. I mean, it's definitely something you run the risk of when you take a leap like that mm-hmm. or or change up the sound at all, and I think. Maybe part of my problem with the previous two albums from them is that it's just more of the same. Yeah. And why and would like I? Less why would exciting. I want to listen to those yeah. when I could listen to the first one, which was great? Mm-hmm. This one progresses the sound in an interesting way, and it's just as soon as it started, I was like, "Yup, this one's going to be different, and I'm going to like it." Uh, within like the first song or two, yep, uh, I was pretty much sold on it. Uh, I love, and this is one of those things that I think is really fun about releasing music now. Uh, one of the very few things that I will say that uh, releasing music on the internet is uh, does better is that they announced this record the day before it came out, mm-hmm. which I think is really fun. Um, slightly less fun than just dropping a record, yeah. being like, here you go. Here's a new record for you. And people were, I love when people do that. Yeah. Um, still, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me was uh, Wilco put out Star Wars for free, unannounced, on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. Yeah. But it's like, you can do that now. Yeah. Because there's no distribution. You just go click, and it goes goes out everywhere. And then, like, people freaking out about it is your advertising. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, because people are going to share the crap out of it because it's like, holy cow, they just dropped an album. Yep. Um, yeah, and they were like, they were, they literally just kind of casually got on Facebook and social media and they're just like, hey, our new record comes out tomorrow. And everybody's like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I did. Um, I would like to point out, I think, uh, oh, another, another thing that, um, I wanted to point out, which goes into my, I was going to mention a couple of my favorite songs, but something that I, I think this album does really well that I think is, a good sign of a good album is that the transitions between songs work super seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, either they run right into each other mm-hmm. or it, it, it just feels like there's a breath and then the next song. Uh, I really love that. Um, and the first two songs, uh, the waiting waist high in water and Sunblind," I didn't realize were two separate songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like they just flow right into each other. Um, my absolute two favorite songs in this uh, were the, I'm going to say it wrong, My Stronza and uh, Cradling Mother, Cradling Woman. Those were my two favorite songs. 
Um, I think those are definitely two of the more experimental, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, but still had really good kind of sensibility about them and, and being an entertaining song. Uh, especially the the my strands of my strands of one kind of got out there a little bit, but it didn't feel like I don't want to listen to this. Um, the Cradling Mother just had that kind of three over two thing that I just love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a cool rhythmic thing that happens there. Uh, that's what I liked about it. What did you like about it? Um, a lot of things. I pretty much agree with everything you said. I really liked that this was very melodic at times. Um, it's pleasing to my ears. Um, like you said, a little bit more rock. I think even a little bit more pop at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but still in that cool, folky way. And I think they pulled it off really well. And I think that's what, like I said, about it being easy to listen to. Some of the other, especially like the, I think the the third album that we listened to a while back, it's like, it's not that it's doing anything that's like hard to follow. Like it's not like jazz, you know, but it's like, it doesn't feel as easy to listen to because it's not as melodic and it's not, it's a little more droney. You know, I think I, I think I remember writing something that I said it was like, it demanded a lot from the listener. Yeah. And I... Sometimes that's fine, but I really enjoyed this one because it was not that. Um, I'll keep talking. That's fine. Um, I'll be right back. No, I know. I'm just just saying it to myself. Um, And I took up all the time of you finding that by uh, saying what my distraction would be. Anyway, um, it does a really good job. With the mood setting, it's, I feel like I am on, like, it's the beach, but it's like a pebble beach in England, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, Daytona Beach or something. Uh, but it, 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 they all share, like, that mood without being the same song over and over, so I think that's uh, well accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, cool instrumental stuff, the, like, the weird piano in that one or two songs is... I thought was really cool, and, like, the horns are so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they put in those little textures, those little flavors. Um, the lead singer's voice is A-plus, as always. Uh, very interesting, unique voice that I enjoy a lot. Sounds like a forest spirit. 10 out of 10 would recommend. And uh, this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but it's good for spacing out, too. <laughs> uh, I could see this being really great writing music because it's great background music that doesn't ask a lot of you uh i do think this could though potentially pass the uh play at a party alone in your headphones test you think i i had a thought about that well we can get to that at the uh at the end maybe uh but i think it it potentially could um but that's pretty much all i i have to say i agree with everything that you said um Matt will continue flipping his pages. I, Should I say my grievances then? I can't. I can't seem to find it, um, and I don't want to just be like flipping through here, annoying. Like, uh, I just all of my notes on on the on the old podcast book are just the worst. Well, I mean, I remember you saying something like that, so I mean, we agree. And uh, it's probably not worth you flipping for it. Um, so what grievances have you to air? Any? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I did say that it maybe fails the party test. You think so? I think Fleet Foxes in general, you just need to sit with it. It's, they have the songs, but I, I don't think you can appreciate them the same way. 
I think for a certain kind of party, if it's like a four <laughs> people sitting around drinking wine kind of party, I think this would be nice. Or okay. even like um, around the campfire in the backyard. Yeah. I but was, not like party party. That's that's a good point. Like I think the kind of parties that we throw. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's let's, what I'm let's put on fleet boxes. Yeah, it's like in the background while you're playing Nintendo or like playing a card game yeah. or yeah. Um my really only grievance and uh let's all say it together kids. It's too, too long. long. Uh Hooray. <laughs> um which is a, a common complaint for me. I agree. I overall love this record mm-hmm. it's a little slow yeah and i think that because it is it does create such a space mm-hmm. and it you sit in that space but it sits in that space yeah uh i think if this album would have been 30 percent longer and they cut it into two albums i would have really loved them both mm. uh but just to throw it on, it's it's a lot. Um, yeah, it's a I bit of a commitment, but... 54, 54 minutes. Yeah, almost an hour. Um, Most of the songs are about four minutes or over, I think. Yeah. So it's not it's not even that there are that many. There are kind of a lot of songs, but there's, they're all there's long. There's 15 songs. They're all pretty long, too. Yeah. So I don't know that I can think of a song to cut, but I think some of the songs could have been shorter. Yeah, I, I, there was no songs that I didn't like on this. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is it's, I just think it's it's too many, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's like, what song would you get rid of? I, I don't know. Um, and I think it's just when you have a lot of different changing moods and a lot of different flavors, you can justify an album being that long. Mm-hmm. The White Album, I think, is a pretty good example of that. Can like, you see the little piggies? There's so many different styles and moods in that that it's continuously being fresh. Yeah. This is like if every song was in the same space as, like, Dear Prudence. Lovely, but a lot. But, I, I mean, I would take an hour-long cut of that song. Yeah. Uh but it would seem long. Yeah. Um, and I just think this one seems a little long. I, I do think that there are albums that warrant being that long. This one's just a smidge long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe even one or two songs less would have made a world of difference. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, but that's that's my only complaint. Do you have any complaints? That's mostly what I had to say as well. Um, it gets a little bit droney at times, but I think that is just because the songs are long. So it, it's, they start to be a little bit repetitive. Um but they're not bad songs, so I really don't have anything to add. So what kind of a rating would you give it? Uh, overall rating, I said, is this the best Flame Foxes record? You know, I'd have to listen to the first one again. Um, I'd have to do my research a little, because I'm not sure. It's If it's not the best, it's certainly my second favorite besides the first one. I agree. Um, that being said, the Sun Giant EP is also really good. Mm. Um but I think it's really tremendous. Uh, I love that it advances the sound in a unique way. Like, I was excited to listen to it, yeah. which is not something I really got from the last one. Because mm-hmm. it started and I was just like, okay, it's a Fleet Foxes record. Yeah. Not like, ooh, ooh this is interesting. What, what are they going to do with this? Uh, 
so I was I was really excited. Like as the songs went on, there was a couple times I was kind of flipping through my phone while I was listening to it, and there was a couple times like my ears really perked up, and it's like, ooh, what song is this one? You know, um, I love that it does that, but it remains faithful to who they are as a band and the sort of the the roots that they've set up. I said like a solid nine. Yeah, um, I gave it an eight, but I mean, I think it's. Very good. Obviously, we didn't have that many complaints. Um, really enjoyed it. Definitely less difficult to listen to than some of their other stuff, just because it is fresh and new and hooky and has more stuff. Hmm. Um, would definitely listen to it again. Would definitely recommend it. I love the vibe. You should probably listen to all their records, because I wouldn't say that there's a bad yeah. Fleet Foxes album. There's just ones that I don't like as much, mm -hmm. and uh, this is not one of those. I really like this one. Yep. Situation approved. Yep. Review. Okay, now it's game time, and I have to flip my page. I'm so sorry. Bring, turn the page. That just threw me into a war flashback, I think. <laughs> Uh, it's top five for game time. Top five is a game where we pick something and we rank the top five of it and compare our lists. Uh, you at home can play along, try and guess, uh, or just sit back and listen to us argue with each other. Or send us your top fives. Yeah, tell us what we missed. Because we like arguing with each other, but we also like arguing with you. So, uh, hit us up. Make us angry. Yeah. Let's do it. Do it. This week, uh, we decided to go a little bit niche, I guess, but uh, I think a lot of our listeners will at least have some familiarity. Uh, we're going to rank our top five... What? Five. Five. We're going to rank our top five Homestar Runner tunes. Tunes. If you are unfamiliar, which some people are, uh, Homestar Runner was a website... In the early 2000s to mid to late 2000s, uh, that was... I mean, the, really till like last to, year, right? Pretty much. Uh, it was a, a site that hosted a cast of characters in lots of Flash cartoons, and there were games, characters, email, store. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they were, I would say, most well known for their, uh, their Flash cartoons and the games, maybe. Um, so, we've seen a lot of them. I've been watching them since I was a young child. Matt has been watching them since I made him watch some a couple years, probably five years ago, at least. Uh, I think we were living here. Okay, so like when four, we really a couple started years watching ago. those, yeah. Um, so, we're going to rank our, uh, our top five Homestar Runner tunes. Uh, disclaimer that we probably haven't seen every single one, and uh, definitely. I mean, not. I haven't. Um, but of, of the ones we've seen, we're going to rank our faves. So, uh, here we go. Who's going first? You go first. Okay. I always go first. You always say that, and I've gone first the past, like, ten times. That's because I always go first. Well, number five is That a Ghost, which is a, uh, you see, they do a lot of, like, what do I want to call it? Because they're not, like, series or anything, but they'll have sort of, um... How do I want to explain that there are, like... Spinoff? Yeah, I guess so. 
Like, they'll do different types of cartoons, and it's like, this is another one of this kind, and this is another one of, you know, this. I get, like, not series, but sort of. Um, this is from the, uh, the, the series of cartoons that is old-timey Homestar, where they uh, animate them in black and white and make them look like an old cartoon, basically, like, as if it came out in, like, the 20s or something. And uh, were there cartoons in the 20s? Yeah. Okay. I don't know time. Um, and uh, in That a Ghost, Homestar and his crew uh, hear that there is a ghost in town and there is a 27-cent reward for his capture. So they go looking for the ghost at uh, an old mansion and the graveyard and, you know. Uh, pumpkin patch? The pumpkin patch. Pumpkin. Pumpkins. So uh, that one's very funny. I like the old-timey style in general. The dialogue is very funny. Lots of good visual gags. Uh, that one has just lots of very funny bits when they're looking around the uh, the house. He uh, There's a, a painting that happens to have like eyes that follow him, but then he pulls it off the wall, and there are, quote, two weird one-eyed crows behind the painting. Uh, so anyway, that one's good. Uh, my number four is the Homestar doing the Fluffy Puff commercial when he can't get the line... <laughs> Right, so it's basically as if Homestar was the spokesperson for his favorite marshmallow company, and he's been asked to be in a commercial for it, but he can't remember his line, so it's like all of the the false, the uh, the failed takes of him doing it compiled together. See, uh, buttery, flaky crust? Yes, definitely in the vein of buttery flavored crust. That's, uh, uh that video is so good. Yes. Fluffity puffity marshalades. <laughs> Before I drink a tall glass of marmalade, I like to eat lots and lots of marshmallows. Uh, cool. And my number three is The House That Gave Sucky Treats. And Homestar is well known for its holiday specials, especially Halloween. And uh, that one is very fun to me because it was an interactive tune that only, like, Flash <clears throat> could, could make. And I'm losing my voice, so that's good. Please pardon me. <clears throat> wow. So, um, The House That Gave Sucky Treats was one where you, the the watcher, the audience, were on the inside of the house, and the characters would come dressed in their costumes and knock on the door, and you would choose what candy to give them. And depending on what candy you give them, they would have different reactions. So it was a cartoon and, like, somewhat of an interactive sort of game at the same time. And I think being of its era... And, like, the things that only Flash can do, that is a very good example of it. Um, they were known for, like, putting Easter eggs and things, and they were, like, there are secrets in that one that you can, like, unlock different characters and stuff if you know what to do. And different endings and things like that. Um, seeing them in their Halloween costumes every year is always fun. But that one, I think, is especially fun. Uh, my number two is the Strong Bad Email Four Branches. Uh, that one is so funny. It has... Also a lot of gags in it, and, you, like, the ones with the best jokes are going to be, like, my favorite ones, but um, Four Branches is part of the Strong Bad email series where people, like, real people would send emails to the character, and then they would animate the, his answer to them, basically. Um, and usually there would be, like, some kind of spin-off story that it would spark, you know? It wasn't... The early ones were just him sitting at the computer, but then they started making it more of, like, a situation would occur. Mm. Um 
But Four Branches, somebody asked him, what is the dumbest thing that Homestar has ever done? And he said there's no way to pick one thing, so he has to explain the four branches of Homestar stupidity. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, there's um, Dumb Things at the Office, which is the one where he gets himself trapped in the water cooler, which is one of the best gags. Um, Things uh, he does on television, which is where he has his own talk show from Drab (laughs) to Fab with nothing but mustard. Um... There's a third one that I'm forgetting, because the fourth one is things done. Oh, the the third one is, like, when he's so smart that it flips back to being dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's Coulomb's Law. And uh, the fourth one is dumb things done inside a college sports ma- sports mascot's costume, which uh, gave us polymascot fomalite. And the, the, most, the least locking myself out of my house-inest <laughs> idea I've ever had. Uh... <laughs> That one is just so funny. Like, if you're gonna watch a strong bad email, I'm gonna I'm gonna push for that one. Uh, it's fun because it's like it's very from Strong Bad's point of view, but it is very like starring Homestar and why everybody likes him as the main character. And uh, I have a million uh, honorable mentions, so I'm probably not even gonna say them in case you say one of them. Okay. And so my number one is my favorite series on the site is Teen Girl Squad which is uh, purportedly a, a hand-drawn, on-notebook-paper comic made by Strong Bad, where he voices all of the teen girls, and they do, quote-unquote, teen girl things. But uh, if you've never seen it, all four of them usually die by the end of the episode, only to be resurrected in the next one inexplicably. And they die in very comical and not, you know, graphic ways. It's like you fall into a bottomless pit, or, like, you're eaten by a cloud, or uh, you are mauled over by a wave of babies. Garbage disposal, what a way to go. Speaking of which, my number one tune is uh, Teen Girl Squad number 13, the one where they're babysitting, which is that one. Because that one, every single line is absolute gold. It has, like, the most jokes in it, and every single one of them lands. And I could quote you almost the whole episode right now if I wanted to. With Tompkins' robot mom or she, All right. <clears throat> you all, let's just have a quick aside here. Some of you may be wondering, Wow, Ivy, that seems like a lofty claim. Uh, I'm here, your friendly neighborhood, Matt, uh, to inform you that, in fact, that is a correct and accurate claim. That I can quote the whole thing. And uh, I will do my best to spare you from that at this time. Uh, It has all of my favorite Teen Girl Squad jokes in it. There are, you know, there are certainly ones from other episodes I like, because I like every episode of Teen Girl Squad. Um, But it has the, I'll be at a place until time, my phone number is some numbers, the mom leaving instructions for the babysitter that are not good. Uh, (laughs) Tompkins Tamagotchi saying, please stop feeding me. Uh, the baby is studying for the SAT. <laughs> she tries to invite the plumber over to watch pay-per-view. Um, they have two pantries. This is Diet Brown, not PCP. My new album dropped next <laughs> Thursday, y'all biscuit heads. Uh, <laughs> garbage disposal, what a way to go. Uh, eau de toilette. Tompkins in the parlor with the pretzel stick. A nut of vicious right. I'm going to put an APB out on a uh, bag of microwave popcorn. You're not my real father. That was pretty much the fast version of the whole thing. So good. 
A-plus, number one, best home star cartoon. What is your list? I am shocked and amazed. Uh, we did, in fact, have two of the same. Really? Two yes. of the same? Indeed. I am very interested. Uh, there are so many. I feel like I forgot ones, but I'm very interested to hear yours. Yes. Um, number five is the... Uh, I, I incorrectly wrote down the title. But I've since corrected it. The uh, the four branches of uh, dumb stuff that Homestar does. It's just called four branches. Four branches. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one's a really unique concept, Mm -hmm. um, especially coming from just a strong bad email. Like the fact that he goes into such detail, Mm -hmm. but also the fact that they organize it like like the four like the branches (laughs) of government. Like it's a really kind of wacky and unique look at that, and then. Each of them has their own very specific thing that happens. Yeah. And they're wildly different. And I think that's, like, you get a lot of things in that. It also has the poly mascot Fomalate thing, which is one of my favorite things in the whole everything. Yes. Uh, Bed, bath, and beyond. <laughs> Dark and lovely. Good and plenty. That is made out of flame pro-tardant poly mascot Fomalate. <laughs> Like, I feel bad for anybody that doesn't have the context because we're just having a grand old time and you don't understand. But, like, if if you don't have the context, we're telling you which ones to start with to go watch that are now on their YouTube channel because Flash is dead I and the website even, doesn't really work anymore. I I forgot entirely about Flame Pro Tardin. That is my favorite, like, phrase. As like, a they topping to- on soured cream. Feed it to the babies. They love to, like, make up words or, like, you know, do, like, um, what's the word that I want? It's where it starts as one word but ends in something else. I don't know. Uh, it's the ring. It's it. the ring of malpropisms. That doesn't seem... Is it? That's not it, but it's, I don't know. It's, um, oh, I forget the word now. All right. Um... Yeah, I love, you know what's so funny about that to me is that is two levels deep because there's the strong bad email Mm -hmm. and then it's strong bad explaining that that's what Homestar does Mm -hmm. and then Coach Z says flame pro target poly mascot fomalate and then it goes into the Polly Mascot Fomalate commercial. Which is Old Timey Homestar. Which is Old Timey Homestar. Yeah. Uh, put a pin in that one. Uh, kills me. Uh, number four, I'm shocked you didn't have, is the Baloney Man. I, it's definitely, I wrote it down. Uh, I love the Baloney Man. That is a newer one, which is uh, yeah. impressive that, like, the newer ones are also still so funny. They're also still, like, in that universe that they're all still hilarious. Yeah. Um, the Baloney Man is just (laughs) one one liner after the other. Mm -hmm. And I love Bubs as a character because he's so absurd. Yeah. And, uh, like, he, the whole bit is he has an ice cream truck except for it sells bologna sandwiches. Yeah. And he is normally the concession stand owner right in in the homestar universe uh and it's all of the dumb sandwiches that he's trying to sell Mm -hmm. and uh it's just all of the gags in that one are great 
It's basically like as if it was ice cream the whole time, but it's funny because it's baloney. Right. Plus, like, jokes about, like, summertime. You've had a lot of bad ideas in your time, but this is the greatest idea you've ever had. <laughs> You'll make millions. <laughs> oh, it was great. Step on up and take home a tome. Uh, number 13. Uh, number, number 13. Number three Woo. is uh, the Teen Girl Squad uh, babysitting one. Wow. Yes. I did not know that you'd pick that I one. That one, it's... On, okay, here's what it is. I, I love me a hefty dope of, of, of absurd. A hefty and dope. I love the uh, kind of out-of-context side cuts, and the PCP thing kills me every time. Dangled off a hotel balcony. <laughs> and then thrown off the hotel balcony into the bayonet tailgate party. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh... Just in case anyone was wondering. It's great. Crample O Stow, not clomina wow. My new album dropped next Thursday, y'all biscuit heads. Thursday. <laughs> what what is the setup for that? She's like, I'm This is Diet Brown, not No, it that's the other well, this is probably the most quoted one in our house, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Cause uh we always do I'll have a blank, I suppose. I, I'll have a diet soda, I suppose. What? How many of those have you had? You'll microwave the baby. This is Diet Brown, not PCP, as in, like, the drug. Right. And then the other girl comes up and says, PCP, like, peace sign, as if as in the rapper that they immediately make up after that. Like, the logic jumps right. are... It's so many jokes so fast, because they're jumping from, like, joke to joke to yes. joke. I, yeah. I love it. It's great. It makes me happy uh, because of how dumb it is. <laughs> New from Crample and Stow You know what it is? I just figured it out. It's really, really well thought out, super smart, dumb stuff. Yep. Is what makes me laugh the most. Yep. Is why I love SpongeBob. Yeah. And uh, Adventure Time. Um, number two, and uh, I did put an, an amendment on this one. Ooh. Uh, because number two is Sickly Sam's Big Outing. Mm-hmm. However, that could easily be substitute, uh, substituted for that a ghost. They are both very good. Um, I, I like Sickly Sam's Big Outing slightly more because it leans slightly more into the old movie uh, mm-hmm. kind of aspect of it. Because there's like really bad jump cuts like they did takes. Yeah. Um, there's also... <laughs> There's also one scene, they're in the middle of a conversation, and it goes like, and like cuts to something else, and Strong Bat has them tied to a log that's about to go through a big saw, Yeah, and then it just cuts back to the story. Yeah, no explanation. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It is old-timey, if that wasn't clear to anyone. Yeah, that is the other, one of the other old-timey cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also has, um, well... No, that one does have the glue factory. Yeah. He's going to sell them to the glue factory. For money. For money. Or no, what is it? The only date he has is with the glue factory. Which I will sell him. For money. I mean, that's the same one as uh, I'll pump you generously full of lead shot yes. at a high, vo- high velocity out of the end of my pistola so as to pierce the flesh. Or in your case, the burlap Perhaps sack. <laughs> I can't believe I'm being eaten. What a tragedy. 
I can't believe I'm still being mean. This is taking much longer than anticipated. Um, <laughs> this is great. Uh, which uh, which means that my number one Homestar tune is Ivy had me pegged mm-hmm. before we even, like, we just said we were going to do this, and Ivy's like, I know what your number one is, and then she was correct. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Characters from Yonder website, which is, like, the second to newest Homestar Yeah, it's tune. pretty new. It's way, it's way up there. It absolutely kills me, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. It is a one-off, like, spin-off kind of parody Mm -hmm. of the cartoon that holds up 100% on its own Mm -hmm. with no context. Yes. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Mm -hmm. It's it's one thing, because even the the part of what's funny about the old-timey ones is that it's, like, old-timey versions of the characters that you already know. Yeah. And it, I feel like that one you need more of the context. Mm-hmm. Whereas that one, it just, it's so funny on it, and it's such a just, it's such a left turn from what they normally do. Yeah, it's all very like uh, line art, very sketchy. Excuse me, um, very sketchy cartoons. Mm-hmm. None of the characters, for most of it, have any dialogue except for they go like ba 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 ba. Uh, and then there's just a narrator talking over it. Yeah. Totally unique to that entire website. Uh, and it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's another one that's just like... Um, it's just so absurd. But then they justify it at the end. That's right. why it exists. And that's even better. Right. Yeah. There's like a frame story yes. to it. Which is also very funny. Uh, it also has one of my more favorite lines ever is uh, not far out. <laughs> not uh, far out. He also said the whole premise is that uh, character two has lost his gumption, which is just a great sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know how that one stacks in the, uh, the, the populace, but I love it. I mean, I like that one as a fan of the old stuff. Yeah. That one from, like, a couple years ago yeah, is uh, great. I enjoy it very much. Um, that's my, my top fives. There you go. Hey, any other Homestar fans out there, you better tell us what your top fives are. What, uh, what were your honorable mentions? Oh, I got a big old... I mean, every single Teen Girl Squad, also four Gregs. Uh, there's one called <laughs> The Interview, which is very funny, which is... Uh, Strong Bad sits down with Homestar to interview him to, like, try and understand, quote-unquote, what is his deal. <laughs> and uh, that's the one where he says, like, as you see on my resume, and it's his shopping list. And, like, he says, uh, he asks him, I've heard that you enjoy prancing around like an idiot. Is this true? And automatically it pans to, like, outside, and he's prancing around. <laughs> um, Strong Bad emails. The Piz. Uh, different Town. Uh, those are really good ones. The Bottom Ten is very good. Uh, the Baloney Man, oh, the, um, the Slumber Party Spemale, uh, Sickly Sam's Big Outing, uh, the Fall Float Parade I really enjoy with the Sweet shirts, uh, Coach Z, you jerk, uh, a December Ween Mackerel, Sonar Card Gage Mort Gage, <laughs> uh, characters from Yonder Website. As, uh, as two people who are currently in the process of buying a house, uh, 
It's a normal that, gauge. That one has come up many times. Escrow, refinancing. Home loan. <laughs> Percent signs. <laughs> uh, sign up for a free consultation today. <laughs> Uh, the, that's, I mean, that's what I had written down, but I mean, yeah. there's so many. Any of the Sinor card gauge ones are great. Uh, Blubbo's is very good. <laughs> Blubbo's. Uh, sever your leg, please, sir. We, uh, we can't forget, and we can't not mention the, uh, Homestar, uh, character tape. Yes. I mean, all the character tapes are pretty good. Yeah. But especially the Homestar character tape. Uh... The fan costumes video from 2019 is very good because we're in it. Are we? Yeah. You told me you didn't want to watch it. Oh. We're in it. How about that? Uh, he says our costumes are good and then makes fun of Dave's Kitchen. <laughs> and I think if you're in the mood, we should, uh, you should watch it. Um, At the time, you said you didn't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it, but you should absolutely send it to Dave. <laughs> Actually, I should. I never thought of that. <laughs> he, uh, he makes fun of all of the... Uh, paintings of chefs on the wall because like the clock has like a like a chef with a chef hat yeah. on it and like the wallpaper has chefs on it and there's a sign <laughs> on the wall with a chef on it so his like the whole bit is like what's with all the chefs what's with all the chefs i thank you i clipped the microphone i'm sorry for screaming i haven't here's the thing is that every time I'm, i've been at dave's we go down through the yeah. so probably the last time i was in that kitchen was that was halloween last halloween yeah so a thing that they do on Homestar is if you dress up as a Homestar character for Halloween and send in a picture, they make a like a slideshow every year of like the characters commenting on the costumes. Mm-hmm. And like not every costume is going to get in. They probably do like 15 or 20 at the most. Yeah. Um but they 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 make jokes. They they make fun of the bad ones, they praise the good ones. Uh the more niche you can be, the better. And uh last Halloween we went as Modestly Hot Homestar and the Thnicka Man. <laughs> Which are two pretty niche characters. Uh, they're definitely they're alternate versions of regular characters that appear in like one or two tunes each. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I tweeted our picture to Strong Bad and we got in the 2019 fan costumes video, which is really the peak of my life, the uh, highlight of my career. I here's like I said I didn't want to watch it yeah. because I was either going to be embarrassed or disappointed. But Ivy never told me that we were in that. Because you said you didn't want to know. I said I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, we're in it. <laughs> and uh, we're immortalized, and it makes me really happy. I Here's the thing. I'm a little bit mad that I didn't know that, but I'm a little bit upset that I did, do know that. Because I, like, I would have much preferred me being on my deathbed. <laughs> and me being like, I never, I never told you this. <laughs> now felt like the time. 50 years ago. Well, well, let's be real. Forty years ago, we were in <laughs> this uh, this video. Right. Well, we're in it. Uh, if anyone wants to go check us out, um, was there something else I was going to say? I felt like there was something else I was going to say, and now I don't know what it was. So I guess not. Um. Yeah. So uh, if you've never watched Homestar, go watch it. And if you have, tell us what your your top fives are. What I ones think did we most miss? of it is on YouTube now, right? Um, they've been uploading it to YouTube. Not everything is there, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. They probably like didn't have some of the masters of those old things. I mm. would almost have to. Imagine. I mean, maybe, or maybe they just haven't uploaded them yet. Yeah, I but mean, a lot of it is definitely on YouTube. You would think when they announced that Flash was dying. 
Yeah, but if they made this in, like, 2002 and didn't have the video file anymore, it's just gone, you know? Yeah. And, like, some things I don't know if you can download from Flash, depending on how you made it, because I don't know how that works at all. Yeah. Um, That's uh, super sad, actually. Yeah, I think most of the stuff that we mentioned is available. Um, I think for the most part, yeah, it's all there. Yep. So uh, check it out. I believe the, the YouTube channel is homestarrunner.com. Like, all one word as the channel name. Hmm. Uh, and that's the end of this episode. That's, so uh, thanks for hanging out for us. Thanks for letting us talk about very niche things. Uh, thank you for listening on our new night, Wednesdays. New night. We are not late, in case you missed last week's episode. We are uploading on Wednesdays now. Uh, hit us up on social media with any questions or suggestions. Uh, sleepingsituation at gmail.com. Here's the thing you might not know about me that I just, because you said on our new night, and then I said new night, really excited, and this just triggered a whole bunch of stuff in my brain, is that any time my mom would cook something new for dinner, and we'd uh-huh. be like, hey, what's for dinner? And she go, she would go, new night, and then, and then like just a wave of dread <laughs> would wash oh, no. over me, because you never know what's about to, this sounds, my mother is a great cook. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother is a wonderful cook, and, yeah. like, some of the things that she makes are some of my favorite foods ever. Yeah. But New Night is always scary, because you never know. Yeah. Uh, she used to, um, this was her, me- this was her uh, method, was any time she would do a New Night, she would, uh, at the end of, like, the meal, she would, f- who liked this or not, mm-hmm. and she would mark in her cookbook stars. And the most you could get was four stars, Mm because that meant all of us liked it. Yeah. And uh, usually I was the one that (laughs) didn't like it, because I'm picky. Um, That's not true. My sister's a pretty picky eater, too, I think. She definitely used to be, Mm. more so. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So So New Night. Yeah, so now every time I hear New Night, I have flashbacks a little bit. New record. New record. See you next time. We love you. Bye. Bye.